Welcome to a special episode of Give Me Those Star Wars, the official Star Wars podcast of the Fire and Water Network. I'm Ryan Daly, and if you're listening to this episode on the day it drops into your feed, Star Wars The Last Jedi is two weeks away. With that exciting reality staring down at us, I had to do something special to prepare for the film. I thought long and hard about what I wanted to do, and I finally figured it out. Back in 2015, when my Star Wars podcast was called Dead Both and Spies, I worked up to the release of The Force Awakens with seven episodes that predicted some aspect of the plot or characters in that movie. I called the series Seven Speculations because The Force Awakens was Star Wars Episode 7, and I posed seven different theories about what would happen. I haven't gone back to listen to those episodes in a while, but my memory is getting two and a half to three out of the seven speculations right or close to right. This time, for The Last Jedi, also known as Star Wars Episode Eight, I will present my eight expectations. A play on great expectations, but essentially the same thing. My predictions. What do I expect to see happen in the new Star Wars film? It should go without saying, but I will say it anyway, this episode may spoil things about the movie. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet, I have no insider information other than what I've read on websites, I am probably wrong on every one of these predictions. However, I must warn you that if you have been avoiding spoilers and trailers for The Last Jedi, don't even bother listening to this episode. Save it for after you have seen the movie and then come on back and check out how utterly foolish I was. Sound good? Okay, that was your spoiler warning. Now, unlike my strategy back in 2015, I am not releasing each theory as its own episode. I'm going to do them all in one. But to jazz this episode up even further, I sought out eight former guests of this podcast to each provide their own predictions for The Last Jedi. So, if you want to be technical, I guess this episode should be called 16 Expectations, but that's just, you know, forget that. Okay, to break this episode up and give it a little more variety, I am going to play one of my guest's predictions first, and then my first expectation, then another guest prediction, then my second, and so forth. And kicking things off, here is Rob Kelly, the first guest to appear on Give Me Those Star Wars. Rob? When it comes to The Last Jedi, uh, I'm sure like almost all of us, we're wondering how are they going to handle Princess Leia uh, and Carrie Fisher? or I should say General Leia and Carrie Fisher. And I've been thinking about that and, you know, what's the best way to do it? And unfortunately, you know, as we all know, Lucasfilm is not, and Disney is not left with really any good options. So this isn't, I don't even know if you really count this as a prediction. This is more of what I think they should do and what I think they are most likely to do because I think it's the most elegant solution out of, admittedly, a bunch of bad you know, there there is no great solution here because everyone wants to see General Leia stick around, but we're not going to be able to get that. Obviously, we again, we all know that when they shot uh, this movie, it was not shot with the intention of getting rid of the character or the actress. Now, 
how much they changed the script for this movie to accommodate the reality of Carrie Fisher's passing away, none of us are going to know. I think the way they are going to get rid of General Leia uh, is they're going to do it in this movie. I don't think they're going to wait and do it in the third movie. I think they're going to do it in this movie. And I think they are going to contrive some storyline that suggests that General Leia, because of events that happen, again, I have no idea. I mean, I, I even though I've seen both trailers, I really still don't know the, the story of this movie, which is great. I'm very happy that I'm really going into this movie pretty, pretty fresh. I think they're going to contrive a way that explains that General Leia has to go into hiding, like permanent hiding for something that happens. And I think the way they will get rid of the character is we will see a shot of someone from behind that they will then tell us like that's like that's the last shot we'll get of Princess Leia. We know as an audience that the person we're seeing from behind is not Carrie Fisher because they didn't shoot that. It is somebody else. But they're going it's I think that Ryan Johnson, who I think is a very nimble filmmaker and I think has a good sort of rapport with his audiences in his film, I think he'll be able to pull off this shot where it's sort of like the movie is talking to the audience like, look, everybody, you know this isn't really Carrie Fisher. We know that you know this isn't really Carrie Fisher, but we're going to do this. We're not going to do it digitally. We're not going to fake. We're not going to show her face. We're going to contrive a storyline that says Princess Leia – again, I keep calling her Princess. General Leia has to go into hiding at the end of this movie and she will not be returning from this thing wherever she's going and we will get – one final shot of her at the on like the, the bridge of a ship or something. It will be some shot that indicates that's our last shot of of General Leia. And again, we'll all know that it's not Carrie Fisher, but it'll be kind of more elegant and more classy than if they tried to recreate her digitally, which they have said expressly they're not going to do. So that is how I think they're going to get rid of Princess slash General Leia slash Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars trilogy. All right, my first official prediction for The Last Jedi, my first expectation for Episode 8. The trailers and TV spots have revealed that Finn will fight Captain Phasma. Finn ends up infiltrating the First Order and wearing an officer's uniform for some reason. Merry hijinks ensue from there, yada yada. He fights Captain Phasma as the either base or ship around them burns up in flames. Finn seems to be fighting with one of those riot batons that the stormtrooper attacked him in The Force Awakens, while Phasma has some long pointy spear. That's all evident in the footage. So, my very daring, very bold prediction is... Finn will defeat Captain Phasma in battle. Unless she calls him a traitor at the start of the fight. If you will recall, in The Force Awakens, Finn had two one-on-one -on -one fights, one with Kylo Ren and one with the Stormtrooper that became a dancing meme called T.R. Adar. Finn lost both of those fights, and both fights began when the enemy called Finn Traitor. Ergo, Finn lost because they called him Traitor. That is his weakness. If Captain Phasma calls him a traitor when they square off, she will hand him his own ass and Finn will need to be rescued by Rose or BB-8 or somebody. But if Phasma doesn't have the presence of mind to call him that, Finn will finally notch a victory in the sword fighting category. Okay. The next guest to offer his prediction is Mr. Andy Capellish. Andy appeared on episode 14 talking about the second generation of Power of the Force action figures from the late 90s, and he is now one of the hosts of the Force 95 podcast on YouTube. 
Here is Andy's expectation. Andy Cap here from the Force 95 podcast, and I was asked by Ryan to make a prediction about The Last Jedi, and my prediction is is that we will see a Force ghost. I don't know if that's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, or if that's going to be Yoda, or if it's going to be someone completely different, like uh, Qui-Gon would be an amazing choice. I know that in The uh, Force Awakens, they were originally going to have sort of a half- Anakin half Darth Vader force ghost uh, that was both blue and red. I would love to see how that plays out. So yeah, I don't know. I I would love to see a force ghost in this movie. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Just to have some sort of mentor figure come from the past. And yeah, I think that would be awesome. So uh, that's my prediction for The Last Jedi. Um, We're going to find out here in about two months. And uh, yeah, may the force be with you. All right, for my second prediction, we're getting into some details of the plot. From what I've heard, in the beginning of The Last Jedi, the Resistance is evacuating their base that we saw in The Force Awakens. I don't think it was ever named in the film, but the planet is called Dakar. D-apostrophe-Q-A-R, I think. The First Order discovered the location of that base, and we're going to destroy the planet with the Star Killer. Now... Even though they're lacking the super weapon, they still outnumber and outgun the resistance. So the last Jedi opens up with a massive First Order counterattack. We will see the meager resistance fleet scramble to get off Dakar. The leadership will be in their capital ships, while Poe Dameron and BB-8 lead the defense in their starfighters. Now, that is what I have heard from various sources, so I'm taking that as a given. My prediction, then is that the Resistance will suffer a notable casualty in this evacuation. I think right off the bat, in the first 20 minutes or so of the movie, we will see the death of fan-favorite Admiral Akbar. His ship is destroyed, and he is killed. But that's not all. This is a continuation, or sub-part of that prediction. Laura Dern is appearing in this film as a character named Admiral Amalyn Haldo. She was introduced in one of the novels that came out recently. She's an old friend of Princess Leia's, they were in the Senate together, and Haldo was part of the Rebellion, too. She's called Admiral now, but I suspect she might not be originally part of the Resistance. I think she might have been an Admiral in the New Republic, which was obliterated in the last movie. She survived the destruction of the Republic homeworld, and now she comes into the Resistance to fill in the gap left by Akbar. I could be wrong about her being part of the Republic. Maybe she was in the Resistance all along. But I don't think she's as committed to the cause as Leia. In fact, I think she's going to clash with Leia because she wants to sue for peace and or surrender to the First Order. After the death of the Republic and the loss of the Resistance base, she doesn't think they can beat the First Order. The best they can do is compromise, and she's going to be responsible for a further fractioning of the Resistance that leaves Leia isolated. Poe might be the only one who has Leia's back. So, yeah, that's my second prediction. Akbar dies early on, Haldo comes in to replace him and wants to surrender. Will I be right? We shall see. For now, though, Let us hear from another one of our guests. Aaron Bias has appeared on the show a couple of times. We talked about our favorite new characters from The Force Awakens, we talked about the trailer to Rogue One, and we talked about the Star Wars Holiday Special, which Aaron loves unironically, and I love that about him. Aaron also runs the Facebook page a long time ago dedicated to vintage Star Wars images and stuff. You gotta check that out. Here is Aaron's Last Jedi Expectations, plus a bonus prediction from his wife. 
All right. Well, uh, I have a few predictions here, Ryan. Uh, first, I predict that we're going to find out that Snoke is, in fact, a clone from Luke's severed hand that he lost on Bespin in Empire Strikes Back. But wait, I also predict that DeBarge will produce a tie-in dance single for the soundtrack with a video featuring Tymok and Vanity. Furthermore, in 2018, The Last Jedi will inexplicably skip DVD and streaming services to air only on TBS and WGN, where it will be mystifyingly billed as Barry Gordy's The Last Jedi. I have one more prediction, and that is that we also find out that Rey is a triplet, which will prompt Snoke and Kylo Ren to hunt down her sisters, Doe and Me, in an attempt to convert them to the dark side. Uh, my wife also has a prediction, uh, the lovely and talented Amy Bias, predicts that we will all enjoy the film very much when we go to see it in the theater and then start to enjoy it less and less upon each subsequent rewatching. And those are my predictions for The Last Jedi. Okay, my third expectation is a little bit for Episode 8 and a little bit for Episode 9, and it sort of pertains to the death of Carrie Fisher. Carrie's daughter, Billy Lord, appeared in The Force Awakens as a communications officer in the Resistance. I don't know if she had any lines, but the character is named Lieutenant Connix. She is shown standing behind Poe Dameron in the trailer for The Last Jedi. I think that's a telling detail. I have a feeling her character will see a lot more use in The Last Jedi and even more in Episode 9 as a tribute to Carrie Fisher. In fact, I would liken her to Wedge Antilles from the classic trilogy. Wedge became a big deal after those movies, but he really wasn't at the time. His appearance in the first Star Wars is a mishmash of trivia. The actor who plays him in the briefing is different than the actor who plays him in the cockpit, and a third actor does the voice in the cockpit. He shows up again in Empire just for the Battle of Hoth, but some expanded material like the comics thought he died in that battle. Finally, he comes back in Return of the Jedi and gets to join the Millennium Falcon in the destruction of the Death Star. It's a great progression and continuation across the three films, but it's also very limited. Wedge doesn't have an arc. He doesn't have any dialogue that's not about flying or shooting. There's no characterization given to Wedge in the films, except for that he's probably a really good pilot because he keeps surviving. That's it. And that's kind of what I expect of Billy Lord's character in the new films. I think we'll see Poe Dameron become the leader of the Resistance by the end of The Last Jedi. You can call that a sub-prediction, too. Not just the leader of their fighter corps, but their general. He runs the whole thing. And Lieutenant Connix will be part of his inner circle, even if it's a very, very small circle after the group is further splintered by Admiral Haldo and crippled by the loss of Akbar and eventually Leia. She might not be a big character, she might not have her own story arc, but expect to see a lot more of Carrie Fisher's daughter in the next two films. Alright, next guest is Mr. Mark Marble from the Lantern cast. Mark was back on the fourth episode talking about Rey's vision in The Force Awakens. We're also planning another episode for probably early next year, but until then, here is Mark's prediction. Hey Ryan, this is Mark Marble, up from the Lantern cast. So let's let's start with the general prediction and the trailer that Jim and I and more Jim, so I'll give him credit, that Jim Ford and I have kind of christened the Snoke and Mirrors trailer. That almost everything that's in this trailer I don't I predict is not going to go <laughs> the way they want us to believe it's going to go. 
I don't think uh, Snoke is talking about Kylo in the beginning about finding him, you know, finding in the power and blah 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 blah. I think he's talking about Ray. I don't think Luke is talking about Kylo when when he's talking about only he's only felt his raw strength once before. I don't think he's talking about Kylo. I predict that you know Kylo's not going to blow up <laughs> Princess Leia either. Uh, he's, I don't think Ray's going to turn to the dark side, and I do think the misdirection at the end also was there, because I think Ray is talking to Luke about the, I need someone to show me my place and all this. I predict that, shockingly, going out in a limb, but um bum here, that, speaking of, no one will lose one, I'm going to predict that both, neither Ray nor Kylo is actually going to lose a limb in this movie. I think we will find out about Ray's parentage in this movie, but I'm not 100% sure about that. It would make sense that we would, again, if it wants to echo the beats of of Empire, that we would get the big reveal somewhere in this movie. And let's see. uh, I'm trying to think of anything of super relevance that, off the top of my head, I'm just going to ramble. I guess I predict Luke will, we will see Luke's lightsaber. I am hoping... So this is more hope than than based on you know anything solid that it's still going to be the original green one. Maybe he's got that hidden in his walking stick somewhere. But Luke will use a lightsaber in this movie too, and that's pretty much it. I've been rambling enough, so that's going to be it. Again, this is Mark Marble from the Lantern Cast, and I will talk to you soon, hopefully. My fourth prediction revolves around a major setting in the film that we have not seen at all in the marketing. Background and behind-the-scenes material has revealed that during the movie, Finn and new character Rose go on a mission to infiltrate the First Order. But before they get there, they go to a planet called Cantonica and a casino called Canto Bight. In a film that will be largely driven by Jedi training and epic battles, Canto Bight should be our reprieve, our reminder that we are in a galaxy far, far away. Think of it as the Mos Eisley Cantina or Jabba's Palace, but ritzy and upscale. Hmm. A casino, you say? Which beloved Star Wars character might make a surprise appearance here? That's right. I think we'll see Lando Calrissian at the Canto Bite Casino. At the very least, we'll hear a reference to him, but I think we'll get more than that. In fact, ah, this is just, uh, this is me making a new prediction up on the spot. Maybe Finn and Rose's mission isn't originally about sneaking into the First Order. Maybe Leia sends them to find Lando Calrissian to recruit more people, more ships to the Resistance. Sort of like uh, Taloncard running the Smuggler's Alliance in the Thrawn trilogy of books. This would be a cool way to integrate Lando and give him a good backstory for the last 30 years. Oh, oh man, I am really excited about that idea. I didn't... Hmm... I need to come down from this. Well, no one's better at grounding me than Angela Drew, my wife and former guest on this show, and notorious Force Awakens nitpicker and Ray hater. I can't imagine what she expects from The Last Jedi. Let's find out. So, my predictions are more like, this is what they need to do to keep me from throwing things at the screen. Okay? So, first... I think there needs to be a substantial amount of flashbacks or exposition explaining the backstory. They need to fill in what happened between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I really think that most of it, especially the material about the fall of the Jedi Order um, and Ben Solo, will be covered by Force Visions. But otherwise, I feel like there's a lot of gaps that need to be filled, and that's how they'll do it. Um, My second prediction slash wish list is 
for God's sakes, please let there be a twist with Luke Skywalker. In The Force Awakens, we're told that Ben Solo fell to the dark side and Luke left because he couldn't stop it. And we're also told he went looking for the first Jedi Temple. This doesn't work for me and his character, so I, I need there to be some sort of twist, like maybe both he and Ben started falling to the dark side and Ben fell to the dark, dark side and Luke split and like tried to find like his equilibrium or balance or I don't know why he went to Ireland, but I need something better than he just took off because he messed up. That doesn't jibe with me. Um, and finally... I know, Ryan, you have already confirmed this, but I'm still going to make the prediction so that I can be right about it. Um, I believe that Princess Leia will um, will die in this movie um, for mostly the logistics of um, Carrie Fisher no longer being able to play the role. And so part of my wish list is that she's not portrayed with CGI. And so... Um, and you've said that that's not going to happen. So I, I guess my other my other thing is I don't want her to just fade off stage, like fade away like Oedipus does in Oedipus at Colonus, where he just wanders off stage and then someone comes back and says, oh yeah, that guy's dead. Um, she deserves better than that. So uh, that was really geeky, wasn't it? I'm really sorry. Um, so I guess part of me is is predicting and part of me is hoping for an ending of this character that is fitting, um, fitting for both Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher. Okay, what are we up to now? Prediction number five. Not a big one necessarily, but it concerns a big part of the movie, which is the Battle of Crate. Crate is a new planet, kind of a barren mineral world with white salt surfaces but beneath that layer of salt are these red minerals, so when the Resistance skimmers race across the flats, it kicks up these red dust clouds. Crate, like Admiral Haldo, was first introduced in the novel Leia, Princess of Alderaan. One of the very first rebel bases was established on Crate, and it's the planet where Leia first discovered that her father, Bail Organa, was part of a rebellion against the Galactic Empire. When the Resistance flees Dakar in the beginning of The Last Jedi, they head to Crate. That's their new base. The footage of the planet shown so far in the trailers and TV spots highlights a battle between Resistance skimmers and First Order walkers. It's easy to assume then that the Battle of Crate will mirror the Battle of Hoth from The Empire Strikes Back, but I think they're going to feel a lot different in context. The Battle of Hoth took place during an evacuation. Luke's team of snowspeeders, shout out to Rogue Squadron, were holding the Empire off just long enough for the rest of the Rebel Alliance to get off the planet and escape to hyperspace. I don't think the Battle of Crate has the same objective. Poe Dameron and the rest of the Resistance aren't biding time to evacuate. This is a complete defensive position. They have no backup, nowhere else to run. This is the Resistance's last stand. And I think it's going to be a lot longer than people might be expecting. I think the defensive crate is going to occupy the second and third acts of the film. I wouldn't compare it to the Battle of Hoth, I would compare it to the Battle of Helm's Deep in The Lord of the Rings' The Two Towers. And I think by the end of the battle, we are going to see all of our major heroes there. Leia and Poe, Finn and Rose, Rey and Luke and Chewie. And that actually leads to my sixth prediction. Very simple. I think Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa will reunite in The Last Jedi. We will see them together on screen for the first time since Return of the Jedi. Easy. Okay, 
Two more guest predictions from Paul Hicks and Mike Garvey of the Doom Patrol podcast, Waiting for Doom. Paul was my guest previously when we talked about fan regrets. Now, Mike hasn't actually been on the show before, although he's welcome to come on whenever he wants to. The thing is, I couldn't remember which one of the Waiting for Doom guys I always talked to. Was it Paul or Mike? So, like in a sitcom situation, I reached out to them and just said, Hey... You want to do this episode? And I got responses from both of them. So here is what they had to say. G'day, everyone. It's Paul from Waiting for Doom here. I'm here with Mike. Hello, everyone. Yep. And uh, Ryan asked us to come up with Star Wars predictions for what's it called? Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is the next Star Wars film. What is it? Episode. Eight. eight. Episode eight. Episode yes, it, eight. And it is called The Last Jedi. Well done. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good mm. to know. Um, so, yeah, we've got one prediction each. Is that what we're allowed? Sure. Otherwise, yeah. we'll be here forever. Yeah, okay. Um, right. So, Mike, what is your one Last Jedi prediction? I'm hoping that this bit that was shown in the trailer isn't a fancy editing trick, but there's a scene uh, where it appears that uh, Ray and Kylo are kind of facing off, and she says something along the lines of, "You know, I, I need someone to help me understand what's going on with her Force powers or whatever." And he puts his hand out to her. I'm going to predict that that's going to be the big cliffhanger ending for the film. That she's going to take his hand, and they're going to go off and study their 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 sides. Of the force together. Why? So, are you thinking they, you know, each reject their own path and form a new path? Is that something like that? Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I ju- I just think that. See, the way the trailers presented itself, it seems very much like the Last Jedi is going to be the Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy with the ice planet and the oh, let's learn our force powers in spooky surroundings. So I think it's going to need a cliffhanger ending. I think that's going to be it. That The, the wow. two youngsters join hands, go off and, and try and almost, you know, come to some sort of a truce or some sort of a mutual understanding hey, of the force. Taunt. <laughs> yeah, sure. Al dente. So, so, mm, al dente, yes. Uh, yes. So that's mine. What's, what's yours, Paul? Well, I mean, you're, I think you're looking at it on a sort of micro level, and I'm going to go big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm predicting no one in this movie will say, I've got a bad feeling about this. Really? Yeah, yeah that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. Okay. I will be coming up to the podium and collecting the trophy at the end of these predictions. So. Right. That's what I've. Well, I mean, that's I've got other things, but that's the main one. I I, I think um, it's going to be very light on the callbacks and the fan service uh, moments. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that time has passed. It's, okay, uh, I don't know. We've we've got a new generation of adats on an ice planet, though. Yeah. These are these are more knuckly. These adats. Yeah, not, I'm waiting for them sure. to stand up on their hind legs and start punching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go, Ryan, this uh, episode needs bleeping or it's now uh, got some ratings on it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, enjoy the other predictions, everybody. Enjoy the film.
Okay, the seventh speculation. Wait, no, that was that was for the other movie. Seventh expectation, and this one sort of lines up with what Mike said. The end of the official trailer showed Ray saying she needs someone's help and cut to Kylo Ren extending his hand. I firmly believe those are two different scenes cut in the trailer to make it look like they might end up together. You gotta feed those Raylo shippers after all. The thing is, while I know that scene will not appear in the movie, I predict that Rey and Kylo Ren do end up on the same side by the end of this film. But it's not the light side of the Jedi and Luke Skywalker, nor is it the dark side of Snoke. I think they form a new path, together, a path that is somewhere in between the light and the dark. In The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren murdered his father, Han Solo, thinking it would be the final test that would make him totally and completely one with the dark side of the Force. The thing is, I don't think it worked out that way. I think he's more conflicted than ever. Early in The Last Jedi, we'll see Snoke testing Kylo Ren. After the disastrous failure at the Starkiller base, Snoke will unleash his Praetorian guards on Kylo, and Kylo will have to fight them off and channel the darkness, and Snoke will be filling him with a lot of talk, but it's just not connecting with him the way it used to. Kylo Ren regrets killing his father, and at some point in The Last Jedi, he will fail to kill Leia too because he's losing his faith when he says in the trailer, let the past go, and we see that shot of him smashing his mask, he's saying he no longer wants to play Darth Vader. Kylo Ren is ready for an evolution, and crossing his path at just the right time is Rey, who can't learn what she needs to learn from Luke, and the two of them will form a bond, not a romantic one necessarily, but a powerful one regardless. At some point, we see Rey in Snoke's presence, and it looks like he's torturing her, I think Kylo Ren will save her. I don't know if he'll kill Snoke, but I think he'll save her, and the two of them will go off, and they will be a dangerous couple, unbound by any sort of direction or leadership. In fact, Episode 9 might require the shattered remnants of the Resistance and the First Order to come together to stop Raylo. Or I could be completely wrong. We'll find out. The last guest prediction is from Mike Gillis from Radio vs. the Martians. Take it away, Mike. Hey, I'm Mike Gillis from the Radio vs. the Martians and Podcast La Vista Baby podcasts, among other things. Ryan, I want to thank you for inviting me to share my prediction for Star Wars Episode Eight, but I think my prediction might go a bit beyond just this movie. I'm thinking we might see the beginning of a pattern that's starting to emerge from the people at Lucasfilm, and I think that if I'm right, this is going to continue into Episode Nine, into every standalone film, and into the entire Star Wars franchise. And I'm a little disappointed that I haven't seen anywhere in the nerd circles of the internet anybody talking about this anywhere else. So I predict that there will be another character represented in an action figure, in an expanded universe short story, and in a big visual display and one of those DK guidebooks that they put out, but who will not actually appear in The Last Jedi. Not even in the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. Nowhere. And if this happens in The Last Jedi, I'm going to make an even bolder prediction that this is entirely intentional and that Lucasfilm is messing with us. We saw this with that 
famous toy aisle peg warmer, Constable Zuvio for The Force Awakens. I mean, he got a double-page spread in that fancy visual dictionary, and he got a short story in one of the novels, and two action figures. They made two action figures for this guy, even in that fancy black series. So I'm thinking, what, he's in three frames of the movie, and they didn't even have him in any of the deleted scenes? That's a little weird. Then in Rogue One, there was C2B5, that little evil astromech spy droid that they unveiled with no small amount of fanfare on the nerd quarters of the internet. And he wasn't even in the movie. Nowhere. So, as a famous British alcoholic once said, once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is enemy action. Well, maybe not enemy action, but I'm starting to think that the people at Lucasfilm are just privately wagering about how much swag and pomp and merch they can drum up for a character that from the beginning, at the DNA level, isn't actually intended to appear in the movie. And since we have this tidal wave of toys and books and memes and fan costumes and art that comes out like 18 months before the movie actually begins, I've got to think we've got another Constable Zuvio character omission on the horizon. So, if I had to make a blind guess about who this character will be who will not appear in The Last Jedi, I'm going to say the evil BB droid, BB-9E. He's got the exact right mix of cute and evil. That You're already seeing the memes and the costumes and the fan art for this guy just based on the vague idea of what he might actually be like in a Star Wars movie. And I'm guessing he's not in a single frame of The Last Jedi. And when he doesn't appear, some Lucasfilm employee is going to reach across the table and rake in a giant pile of cash from their co-workers who didn't believe that they could pull it off. And if this is actually true, I am not angry about this. I am frigging thrilled. Because nowadays I think that we're kind of a part of a wave of fans that we look at every piece of footage or interview that comes out about a movie that we want to see, like it's a Zabruder film. So why not throw some curveballs? Why not just throw some red herrings out there just to mess with us? Why not have a little fun at our expense? But you know what? If they really wanted to mess with people, it would be the porgs that they wouldn't actually appear in Last Jedi. After the fan backlash and the fan embracing and the fan craziness about basically was just a puffin with a seal head for them to not appear in the movie after all this noise. Now that, that would be hilarious. And finally, my eighth expectation for star Wars episode eight, according to some reports that were circulating earlier this year, Ryan Johnson, the director of the last Jedi asked JJ Abrams to change one thing about the end of the force awakens. According to Abrams' original plan, it was BB-8, not R2-D2, that was going to accompany Rey and Chewbacca to find Luke Skywalker. Johnson, as he was crafting the script for The Last Jedi, asked Abrams to use R2 at the end, and Abrams eagerly obliged. This makes sense because BB-8 has no connection to Luke, whereas R2-D2 certainly does. And also, while it felt like BB-8 became Rey's droid for part of The Force Awakens, by the end, he was back in the X-Wing with his real owner, Poe Dameron. It would have been weird to take him away from Poe. That makes perfect sense, and it could be as simple as that. But I don't think it is that simple. I think it is very significant that R2-D2 will reunite with Luke in this movie. We might get some exposition of Luke's backstory through flashbacks or Force visions, but we also might get some from R2-D2's beeps and whistles, prodding Luke a little. And, for those of you waiting to see Luke's green lightsaber, I don't think he had it with him on the island. 
I think the lightsaber was with R2-D2 all along. And that is that. Those were my eight expectations for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Will I prove to be a genius predictor? Or a moron? Or something in between, perhaps? We will find out in two weeks when the movie comes out. I want to thank all of my guests who shared the predictions on this episode. Thank you Aaron Bias, Andy Capellish, Angela Drew, Mark Marble, Mike Garvey, Mike Gillis, Paul Hicks, and Rob Kelly. I want to thank you for listening and indulging this crazy exercise. If you choose to listen to this episode before seeing the movie, please share your own predictions, if you have any, on the comments section at fireandwaterpodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know which theories you agree with and which you think are preposterous. I would love to hear from you. Now, one final thing before I go. A friend of the podcast, Chris Lewis, retweeted a Star Wars joke to me a couple of days ago. This joke was written by Ian Boldsworth, who tweeted, Question. Annie is short for Anakin. What's Luke short for? Answer, a stormtrooper. Ah, and roll music. Give Me Those Star Wars is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Feedback for the show can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com or the Facebook page for Give Me Those Star Wars. You can also find me on Twitter at ryandaily01, or you can send an email to ourdailypodcast at gmail.com. All music, audio clips, or quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. Give Me Those Star Wars is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm, and I make no money from this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.